0: KPN Report and I'm your host Maureen Aylward. k Ann Report is local programming by 1623 Studios and we're looking at local issues through meaningful conversation. This show we're focusing on library services and how those things are changing in the digital age and before we get to our conversation I'd like to invite you the viewer to engage with us on social media. Please check us out on Facebook, like us on Facebook, look at us on the web. Um, please send in the issues that you care about, we want to hear from you. And now to our conversation with our lovely guests. I have Cindy Grove, the Library Director at Rockport Library, Catherine Prom, who's focusing on community strategy and issues at the Sawyer Free Library, and Deborah Kelsey, Library Director at Sawyer Free Library in Gloucester. Welcome to Cape Ann Report. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, libraries are pretty much the cornerstone of any community and i will say that what's a community without a library right um they're essential services but i want to talk about what's so essential about library services because is there a misunderstanding about things people are talking about with libraries are they relevant any longer do we need them if we have um, a phone in our pocket that is um, that can look up anything so let's start our conversation and around this and what do you think? Cindy, let's yeah, start with you. Certainly. Rockport's certainly a small community yep, we are and small very community. different from uh the Gloucester community. So what mm-hmm. are you finding in Rockport since it's a
1: very traditional town and Certainly. And Rockport is very different in the fact that it's also a very seasonal town. So Rockport tends to mirror more of the libraries down Cape Cod than it does perhaps some of the other small towns in the area. But um, when, coming, when you discussed access and people wondering, well, why do I need a library when I have the internet and everything's in my pocket? Um, and that is a question that librarians get asked all the time. Uh, what do you do now that there's so much available on the internet? And a big part of what we do is help people navigate what is on the internet because there is a lot of misinformation on the internet. Uh, And we're not there to say what's necessarily right or wrong, but to help people navigate and understand. And I have to admit, as a librarian, it was pretty easy when you could walk up to a book, open up the back, show them the author's bio, and it was very clear where the stance of the book may be coming from. Where now, when you're on an online resource, it's much more difficult to determine whether or not the information being presented is factual or relevant to you. So that's the large or bias. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of what librarians do now is help people navigate the flood of information that's available online.
0: And yeah, I talk also, about a vital service. I'm, yeah,
1: oh it's incredible pause there because
0: it's so critical right mm-hmm. now, right? With fake news, misinformation, the flood of things that are coming through. Yeah. Um, Right now, and, and
2: Deborah, how would you like to address that, or you know?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just think we have a misperception mm-hmm. that is common in our understanding, and even the dictionary definition of library is mm-hmm. a repository of books. And yes, it is, but it's also so much more. It's a place where people come to to learn and to grow and mm-hmm. to expand their world mm-hmm. and to connect beyond and with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, like every day, I was talking about it, it's really like we are so transformative. Every mm-hmm. day there's little miracles that happen in our libraries. Yep. Like what? Oh,
0: God. Little miracles happening in I Well, libraries? I was, I was thinking about the
2: little story yeah. the other day that one of our, my staff told me which was, you know, we have the summer reading programs. Libraries rock, and we had this program. And there's the all this rock music from uh, our generation. I hate mm-hmm. to say um, something that the children don't know, but we all do. And you know, the person came in. And it was just like, oh, it's gonna be a great day <laughs> at the library. And we had the standing room only program with with magic and comedy and music. And it was just an engagement piece to get people thinking. It's about the the whole world of literacy is Mm -hmm. so beyond the book. Mm -hmm. And even to the fact that Social liter- literacy is important, and yeah. we don't have that when we're always in front of a screen, mm-hmm. to all these other levels of things. Yeah. So it's just like one of these little moments of it's gonna be a great day, and then tomorrow something else is happening, yeah. and won't that be great? This Friday it's chickens. I don't know, it <laughs> could be anything.
0: The choice, so yeah. Is,
1: is li- <laughs> uh, the joys,
0: yeah. <laughs> Are libraries, um, should they be literary, uh, uh, literacy centers? Yes, I, is that because yes. digital literacy certainly yeah. is something that everyone can benefit from?
2: Mm-hmm. There's so many different forms of literacy, and if yeah. you look at them, and you see where the libraries are, we're, the, we're positioned to to expand the community's literacy in right. all its areas. Mm-hmm. So, some we focus more on obviously uh, around reading and writing, but there's also mm-hmm. yeah. all these other aspects that come into play mm-hmm. of of technological literacy, yep, computational yep. literacy, yep. social literacy. Fi- financial literacy. No kidding. Yeah. Right. And you know, health, it's health all right, part of what we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we try to do that in as painless a way as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's through fun, it's through discovery, mm-hmm. it's through, you mm-hmm. know, surprise.
0: Mm-hmm. Catherine, what are you finding in some of your research that you've done for the Soy Free Library around community uh, relevance or community engagement with the library?
3: Fundamentally that, that the library is, is perceived and, and via valued as a, um, ac- a free access to everyone. In, it's an equalizer in a community. That it's free access to information, uh, resources, um, technology, uh, that anyone of any, you know, socioeconomic or wherever you are, mm-hmm. the library is there to provide that to you. Mm-hmm. And so the the sense of the value of the library as a as a center of community and mm-hmm. a center of knowledge uh, is critical. Mm-hmm. Um, the there's always a sense that I, it's always there when you need it, and so a lot of people are feeling. Primarily because they have information in their pocket all the time, that they that that they don't need it, but what they really do desire is a place to go and find community, mm-hmm. and the library provides that that that's
0: that epicenter. Mm-hmm. So something Catherine just said uh, made me think about it. it's always there when you need it, but mm-hmm. libraries are seeing uh, reductions in op- you know being times being open, and uh, I I want to address that because uh, in Rockport there's a is usually issues with the budget, yep. um, small town, <laughs> small budget. Yep. So, Cindy, take yeah. us take us down the road there. How is that impacting the way that the library provides services? If the if the Rockport budget comes up um, and uh, you know uh, operation times are cut, what mm-hmm. are you finding there? Well,
1: it is luckily right now we've been able to maintain our hours as odd as they might be (laughs) Um, but we are looking at our hours and trying to find ways to add hours that the people in the community are looking for. We did our strategic plan a few years ago and that was our number one issue that came up was the fact that people wanted more hours. They wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to visit the library during the mornings um, where a lot of families and seniors Um, are looking for things and activities to do and that's a time when it's easier to get downtown Rockport to be honest but that being said we are also available 24 hours a day, seven days a week and we are in everybody's pocket (laughs) because libraries are both a physical and virtual spaces now where we have ebooks and downloadable audiobooks and streaming movies and downloadable magazines. We have all, books, We have con- TV shows. We have all of that. So, you know, Research stop buying databases. your Kindle books because you can get your <laughs> you can get all of that through your public library for free. Mm-hmm.
0: So, back to the budget. Yes. Um,
1: how does that impact your work <laughs> as the
0: as a library director in in Rockport? Is it is it just times or is it staff,
1: too? Is it staff that's available? Or how are you managing that? That Yeah, It goes hand in hand. Um, I mean, the the reason why we can't add hours is because we would need additional staffing and need to be able to fund additional staffing to work those added hours. Um, So that, it goes hand in hand. So that's the real issue, is the fact that we do need um, additional funding to hire the staff to be open more. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is something that, Everyone is, you know, it's out on the table. Everyone's aware of it. And now it's a matter of finding um, ways to make it work, creating plans, looking for opportunities. So to give the community the library that it needs and deserves. Mm -hmm. Um, So so Deborah um, uh,
0: and Catherine too Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the Gloucester Library, uh, what are some of the things that are holding you back right now in terms of being able to deliver what you want. There's certainly some things that we'll get to in a a little while (laughs) that I have some questions on, Um, but for now looking at budgets and looking at uh, the issues that can keep you from delivering a full set of services, what are
2: those? The library in Gloucester is a very well funded by the community, but it's also a very expensive facility and where we have we're very dispersed between the floors and the amount of things that we can actually do and the amount of staff versus the number of hours that were required to be open because all libraries mm-hmm. in in the state need to be certified so we go through there's rules around all of this so we meet the minimum standards that's all we can do mm-hmm. so what we would love to do and what we're asked every year is to be open on Sundays and That's just not, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. have staff to go out into the community, which is what we want to do, and what we need to do. We can't just be in the building. Mm -hmm. The Rockport Library
0: is open
1: on Sunday, though, too, right? We are. Yeah, We are closed on Fridays.
2: And Mm -hmm. mornings, and no mornings. And mornings, And versus we're open, we're the earliest open library in the state at 8.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of wonders how come, Um, and then you know, we're open full days and Saturdays. And so by the time you've done all of that, that there's no more, they're there. Yeah. And really we wanna be be able to leave the building and bring the library to people wherever they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the hope and the dream for all of us.
0: Mm -hmm. So ideally you would have a virtual library, a physical library and a mobile mobile library. Mm -hmm. Does Rockport have that ambition too, to sort of uh, yeah and we've been able to
1: do that to some degree so we've been able to um, have a um, a pop-up library at um, motif number one day recently Mm -hmm. where we're able to register patrons give them cards sign them up for summer reading um, check out materials that we had available so and we would love to do more of that we've done it um, at the schools um, and we love to find other Avenues and other places to go where we can meet the people where they are.
0: Okay, so uh, here's a question uh, <laughs> r- regarding the uh, sorry-free, uh, sorry-free um, library and around the building. So over the last couple of years, there's been movement afoot uh, to see if something can be done with the the building, um, the main library building, not the Saunders House, but uh, I, I, I'm asking for an update on this mainly because there's been some controversy. There's been some real big pushback uh, from the, the community in Gloucester around what, what they want to have, what they don't want to have, uh, what's acceptable to them, what's unacceptable, and uh, mostly around the historic nature of um, the main library building. So uh, what's going on with that and can you, can you bring us up to date on the building side of things and how that's moving forward?
2: And So it's not even as simple as to say yes or no to the Saunders House. So what's clear is our facility is constraining us to be able to be a safe and modern place for people to come and uh, do what they need to do to meet their own needs. Mm -hmm. So we know that to be true, and now we've been through a rather arduous process to qualify the... Uh, community for state funding to build a facility. So we have a provisional grant for a little over $9 million. We have, we are about in the center of a large pack of communities that have approved projects. I think there are about 25 projects. I think we're about 10th now mm-hmm. in on the waiting list. And th- What has to happen is we need, so back to where we are, we designed to get a grant, we've been awarded the grant provisionally, now we need to design for the community because that design was just to meet the grant specifications given the short time frame that we had to do that work.
0: Do you think a lot of the community pushback was because the design was just a uh, just a, a holding place to get the grant. Do you think, think people the people were shocked about? I think the, that the modern.
2: Com- I <laughs> think the com- the community is not arguing the need for a more a, a more uh, contemporary, functional, up to date space. They're arguing the aesthetics of the design, and I think they're right to do that, and they should. And the community has a right to weigh in and and have it be the library that they see themselves in. And I really think that the library needs to reflect all of the neighborhoods of Gloucester, the people who live there, and what's important to the people of Gloucester. So the natural world and the environment, it needs to be green. It needs to have a maritime flavor to it. It needs to have reflect the history of the community. it needs to be a hub of arts and culture. Mm-hmm. It needs to under it needs to have an aspect of that how innovative Gloucester is. That was absent in the design that we proposed. It just got us the money. So now it's really step back. So and now so you have the money. So we the, have the, the money, money has been some approved, preliminarily approved? Prima, so, so depending on how, how regis we go. So if we decide at this point that we want to renovate the Saunders house, do something with the rest of it, and we no longer want to propose new construction, we have to go back and have another design approved by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. We're not there, and we don't know whether that's the right thing to do. They've been strong in their feeling that there's no way we can actually put modern library services into the Saunders House, Mm -hmm. and that we need to find another more respectful use of an antique building Mm -hmm. than what a library would do to it and that we need a modern facility and trying to rework Manel may not get us there. Mm-hmm. But that is undetermined. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people working on who are stewards of the antique, the Saunders House, thinking about that and how we can best preserve that mm-hmm. building and use it. And we have a lot of people who are thinking about do we renovate Manel We don't really know the answers as to whether or not we can or whether we should or whether we need to build new and how would we do that and well, how would it look? We, we pretty much know it needs to look kind of like what it does.
0: So it sounds like you've gone through this learning
2: big curve. Ver- like big, big process. Big, big
0: process of mm-hmm. learning and now you're stepping back after the community pushed back and said, well, hold on a minute, we're not mm-hmm. sure Well, what we, we would want. have done that anyway.
2: <clears throat> the problem was we didn't. Communicate that effectively and I think that the community had a sense of kind of outrage and also couldn't Mm -hmm. listen Mm -hmm. So it's both sides and
0: so this pause is is a good thing. So pushing the pause button here allowing uh, some of the parties to uh, get grounded again and then come together for the next phase it sounds like that's all been Almost so helpful and healthy. <laughs> so you that's what we, we really, that? yeah, Catherine. What have you seen? I mean, what it's you, is,
2: this is the whole point. Was w- all we heard was you didn't ask us, yeah. and it was like, yeah. And now we really need to ask. Yeah. So, Catherine, yeah. you're doing the
0: asking in the community. So,
3: not specifically about the building, although the, yeah. that certainly has been um, a question that people have had. Uh, what's going on with the building? Uh, and so, basically, I've reiterated. The, they're in a pause um, to, re- you know, to to assess what the next steps are. But the the the, the desire in the in the community, at least, is uh, uh, from the feedback we've gotten uh, through our uh, community engagement um, activities, has has really been a desire to see a building that is welcoming, that's inviting, that people want to go to. Um, they find uh, for the most part uh, you know they're, they're nostalgic about the library that exists but um, but they they really want to see some that's something that's um, uh, that that speaks to how they feel about the community at large that it's open that there's light there is green that there's a good use of indoor and outdoor space that mm-hmm. uh, there are um, you know it's it has a a lar- you know, sort of has a an important feeling because of all of the all of the buildings in that area. You know, there's they have gravitas, right? The city hall, the Cape Ann Museum.
0: Right, it's in a historic. It's area in that historic area, right? City,
3: yeah. At the same time, they want it to feel intimate. They want it to feel like this is where I'm going to go and meet my friends, to have a discussion about um, some you know book they're reading or some archive they're looking for. Or basically some game they want to play. Uh, so that is, uh, and, and that there needs to be designated spaces for different use. Uh, there's quiet space, there's study space, there's working space, there's reading space, but then there's also... You know mm-hmm. that interactive space the learning, space, learning, the learning space. spaces yeah, and, and right space. now yeah, yeah and yeah. right now right. and the, the, the Gloucester uh, has wonderful resources but it doesn't have a place downtown to really meet
0: no the the uh, the, the meeting space is really, really vital. restricted mm-hmm. right and and Rockport doesn't have uh, I mean has the friends' room upstairs right but it doesn't really have a collective community space to gather
1: no we have small pockets where where some mm-hmm. areas where Conversation is encouraged in some areas where we, um, where it's really for quiet study. Mm-hmm. But again, this—it's it's a very We're, similar. We're struggling with the same thing. We have the we, same. Yeah.
2: We've been trying. Both of us have been yeah. trying to create niches within the environment. But essentially, these niches don't have walls. There's really not a way yeah. to create. You know, you want to be with each other, but you don't want to hear each other mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah. So it's nice if you can have, like, a glass wall, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, we don't have that animal. Yeah. Right. So right. it's a tension right. constantly between people making noise, other people needing quiet, yeah. Pe- technology, not technology, yeah. performance that's disruptive and, and exciting and... <laughs> and miserable for some people yeah. and it's like what do you do with all of that it's like yeah. there's so many competing uses of yes. one space going on well and how, we how do you a, look at this well we've got to like say what, okay we're, we're noisy right now <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. and yeah, other with, times with what you've
0: got how how do you work it with
2: what you've got you so with it's a delicate dance because it's yes. also yeah. we're actually we're was thinking about this today with other colleagues it's like Public libraries are so amazing, librarians are so brave. Mm -hmm. People, uh, for any reason, come into our libraries and pretty much ask anything. And we better be ready to deliver. And if we don't, it's bad. And then on top of it, we've got whatever emotional place that person may be in, Mm -hmm. and their needs, they could be desperate. And what, (laughs) I mean, the fact that we have the courage to put ourselves out yeah. there to say that we're completely open yep. and free mm-hmm. yep. and hey, anybody can come in and mm-hmm. do what they need to do here and we're going to help you. It's kind of an amazing thing.
3: But to, to, the, to talk about the library and the, the library that, that exists, part of the, one of the challenges of libraries and is that they were built a particular time for a particular use, in that, and the, as the evolution, as the mm-hmm. innovation in, in how you use the library and why you use the library, the libraries, yep. the space itself, the physical space, doesn't necessarily lend to those new usages. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, both, li- both yours and Gloucester Library has done a tremendously mm-hmm. good job of trying to adapt. Um, yeah. And so there are these sort of interim Issues of you know now there's people talk more in the library yeah. you know because there's there are computers or um, there's more noise and and for somebody who thinks of a library only as a place to read and study they're not going to necessarily be uh, comfortable or they'll feel frustrated.
0: So there's a new understanding that has to happen with library patrons. Right. Right. So there, well, is that, does well, that need to change? Sh- no, no, I think it's our no?
2: our physical structures are not. I think Catherine hit it. Yeah that we were built at a time where the majority of the space was quiet, and the activities that you did in the space were also quiet, even among the staff. You weren't answering the telephone, you weren't operating all of this noisy equipment, and now we're the complete opposite. People who seek quiet, they have to have a place to go. But our libraries were built at a time where they that wasn't built into them. Yep. Yep. There's no place for anybody to go. Right. So we have all of this, where do the teens go? They should yeah. play.
0: Well, I have a question about teens in the last few minutes that we have on the show today. Um, uh Teens. <laughs> <laughs> we love teens. Yeah. I have a story about teens. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as a mother of three boys, uh, you know the library was not a place where they really went. I mean, they went when they had to go. Mm-hmm. I always wanted them to go down and uh, you know be involved and uh, because I was involved in mm-hmm. my library when I was growing up, they had theater program. It was the only place you could go to get that during the summer especially. But um, uh, the teen um, demographic is so vital. They've got mm-hmm. so many different kinds of needs and I'm mm-hmm. talking like anywhere from 13 to you know 20 I guess mm-hmm. or 12 to 20 around that young people. Um, how do you get them more involved to see the library something where they belong?
2: There's a lot of answers to that, yeah. but you know, it's, it's you have to create space that, that they feel is theirs, yeah. and they need to be comfortable, it's an extension of their home, it has to be safe, mm-hmm. they have to be able to do what they would prefer to do, and they need to be able to socialize, they need to be able to play games, they need to be able to watch a movie or whatever, yeah. as well as study, yeah. or, or fool around we had a kind of a silly thing happen today. They decided they were going to have a lemonade stand in the middle of the library. The lemonade for sale was kind of a problem because they didn't ask. But, you know, I thought, well, that's kind of an extension it's of your home. Innovative. How fun <laughs> <when> is that? <laughs> you know? Instead yeah. of
0: being on the sidewalk, they're in the library. Why right. not,
2: right? And it's just like you, you, you really have to just realize that this is the home away from home. This is the place you can go, meet up with your buddies, or study for your exams, or, you know, take a little snooze over in the corner, mm-hmm. pretend you're maybe reading.
0: Is That's this uh, forwarding or shuttling forth the idea of more innovation in the library? Yeah, we, it's a constant
2: try it. It's
1: transformation of it. the library, innovation. It's listening to the community. So, right. you know, it's listening to the teens and saying, well, what do you want from your library? talking to the children what do, you know and the parents what do you want from your library and then responding to that because innovation an innovative library in Rockport is going to be different than an innovative library in Gloucester or Boston. We're all going to be listening and responding to our communities if we're doing, doing our, our jobs, jobs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> We spend a lot of time because our libraries are our, our communities are so different right We're yeah. right next to each other. But they're so different. Yeah. And it's just like what we were talking about is like how can we regionally provide what's needed? It means all four of us have to work together. Yeah, that's the next step. we're not all going to do the same thing.
0: No, and, and that that's a vital thing, too, to have on Cape Ann is that the four different communities are doing something different mm-hmm. but yet pull together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so that's about all the time we have for the show. And I want to thank you for uh, being on the show and also addressing some Um, meaningful issues I feel that the the communities need to take a look at and uh, let's hope that things keep evolving and uh, thank you for being brave library directors I'd
1: love to come
0: back for round two okay round two (laughs) (laughs) ding ding Um, to our viewers (laughs) to our viewers thank you so much for tuning in today until the next time on Cape Ann report, take care and check us out on social media, engage with us, tell us what you think, take care